1: That's eight three three nine nine five 995 gold 833-995-GOLD.
2: 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House.
0: Take a listen.
2: Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out?
3: I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the, the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right.
0: Doing business constantly, uh-huh. mom stuff.
3: Uh-huh. Disciplining you
0: <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
3: It
1: is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show until tomorrow, which is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. So that'll be extra fun. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We're going to get back to your Valentine's questions for, or, or Valentine's, horrible Valentine's stories here in a few. I'm going to, I need to do a couple things first, though. Uh, yes, in case you're wondering, and many are, there's tons of extra juicy stuff that came out of the Fannie Willis trial today. One of the doozies is Fannie Willis admitting to a crime.
2: My whole life, when I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like
3: to
1: okay. tell you, uh, I know, I know it's common in political circles, especially in this era where we're all mad about something. To think that politicians, when they raise money for a campaign, that they can just spend it on themselves, that's not legal. (laughs) You don't don't just get to raise a bunch of money and then go to, I mean, I kept some of that
2: for myself. Whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept (laughs) some of the cash of that. Like, to tell you. You,
1: you can't do that. That's not allowed. I just want to give you a heads up. All right, I'm going to do something else the Kansas City shooting was was a big deal yesterday we talked about it a lot and the truth is obviously it's not a gun control thing or anything like that it's a bunch of gangbangers it's a bunch of gangbangers shooting at each other in a crowded place I'm sure someone did someone wrong either there or in another life and and that's the way it goes right you you get involved in that life that's the way it goes and I just I want to tell you it actually makes me extremely sad how so many people have to live i had spent a bunch of time in baltimore one time i was doing some work there and and i really it, it was an eye opening experience for me to spend a lot of time in baltimore i've done the same thing in philadelphia and occasionally my my time there would take me in the really really poor black parts of town and if you've never been it is like You are in a third world country. I had never, I had never. I'm ashamed at how naive I was. I had never been in an American neighborhood where houses routinely did not have windows in them, and I don't mean the glass was broken. There was no frame. They people lived there without a window in the home. And I I look at this headline, and everyone's using it today to dunk on black people, right? Black Americans account for 60% of firearms homicides each year. That's awful. And that's so heartbreaking, what has happened to the black community in this country. I don't think a lot of people understand how much the black community was thriving even during the horrible days of segregation The black community was beginning to thrive post-slavery in America. A lot lot is made today, and understandably so, justifiably so, of the fatherless home problem in the black community. It's like 70%. It's staggering. Did you know before the Great Society stuff, before the LBJ war on poverty stuff, that 75% of black children grew up in a two-parent home? things were going so well they were going so well and then those evil democrats decided hey we can blow up this whole community and get their votes for life and now americans grow up in war zones and hell holes and it's awful and their own leaders abuse them without end just abuse them without end listen to this story out of chicago L- listen to this
4: mayor brandon johnson the campaign promise fulfilled mayor so brandon much. johnson is ending the city's use of the controversial gunfire surveillance system known as shot spotter the city's contract with the company behind shot spotter expires on friday and the police will stop using the technology september 22nd about a month after the democratic national convention a city statement said Moving forward, Chicago will deploy its resources on the most effective strategies and tactics proven to accelerate the current downward trend in violent crime.
1: In case you're wondering what ShotSpotter is, it was a piece of tech that could detect gunfire and pinpoint it so Chicago PD could rapidly mobilize to that area. Well, it was always pinpointing gunfire in the black neighborhoods because they're ravaged by the drug gangs right now. And so... They're eliminating it. Now, what does that do to the innocent people in those neighborhoods? They already were living in a freaking war zone. A war zone. People dying every day. Eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds starting the life of crime. Poor kids trying to get to school without getting jumped and then trying not to get shot when you get there. And their own mayor does it to them. Abused time and time again. Listen to this one out of DC. We can tell you that again, the house is surrounded by police. This entire neighborhood is sealed off. Uh, there are police presence everywhere. We have at least
0: two schools in the area uh, that are on lockdown. We're in front of KIPP DC, which is uh, allowing students to come inside who are arriving at school right now. Uh, it's very difficult to get anywhere in this neighborhood, either by foot or car, because so many of these roads are closed off.
1: People live like that in this country. American citizens live like that. And I think it's freaking sad. That is so sad that people have to live this way. And the condition of the urban black community. Remember, this is, this is, these are urban ghettos. This isn't all black people. That's freaking ridiculous. My next door neighbor is black. He and, he and I hang out all the time. But the urban black community and what has been done to it and the way people have to live is awful. Rampant and violence. And you can't ever address it from either side. The right is too afraid of its shadow. <gasps> well, what if somebody calls me a racist? <laughs> and you know, the communists will never want it addressed at all because they get more and more power from just ravaging these communities. It's freaking sad, man. Whatever. Anyway, hey, enough of that. Let's go to your bad Valentine's Day stories. Chad, Vermont, go.
4: Well, my wife wanted sushi for dinner, uh, and I was running late from work. I stopped, it was about an hour wait. I wasn't waiting. I went to a little gas station, picked up some uh, gas, station sushi. Uh, she had the same reaction you did uh, the next day, uh, and I spent about a week. I spent the next week in the guest bedroom, and our uh, our my pillow sheets were mighty cold that month. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, Chad. Oh, gas station sushi! What were you thinking? You'd be better off getting her a bag of chips.
4: Well, I thought it worked out. She come all them down. Not my
1: fault. <laughs> That's terrible. You guys are terrible. Billy, Alabama, go.
4: Hey, man. Uh, several years ago, we went to a Mexican restaurant for Valentine's, and we met up with friends of a friend, and they were there when we got there. Well, they were drinking margaritas and everything else. Uh, a little while later, they get up to use the restroom, and they never came back. So we got up to go pay for our meal and they were going to pin the other people's bill on us too. They were going to call the cops on us. They were calling us the next day. It was ridiculous.
1: Mm, Margaritas are freaking expensive too. Well, at least any more they are. Who knows? They were probably 50 cents back then before the government destroyed our money. Robert, Ohio, go.
0: Hey, uh, Tuesday night, me and my wife got a little uh, argument. Uh, Then uh, yesterday morning, I uh went on Facebook, put uh some various pictures of my dog and uh oh. wrote a love letter to her and so oh. then uh in the oh. afternoon I called my wife and she said uh she said that uh she said what? And I was like, What do you mean what? And she goes, I wish you loved me as much as you love your stupid dog oh. and then uh she hasn't really talked to me since
1: Robert go home and apologize. <laughs> you can't take your fights uh, on the social up. media. You can't do that. 87737743738773774373 We need to get to this George Soros stuff, how the system actually works. Looks like the system's taking care of its own more of your bad Valentine's Day stuff. Gosh, there's what a great night. All right. We'll be back. Hang on.
4: This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to the Jesse Kelly Show.
3: It
1: is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. It's time for a little wisdom. We all need some from time to time. I know I certainly do. You probably do. Sit back. You might learn something.
3: Um, I say many times, especially to the young folks that I, I mentor. You know, um, we can think of history as being a relay race. And, Mm. of course, there are then those who carried the baton before (laughs) us. (laughs) And then they passed the baton Mm. to us. And we who are in this room right now, currently...
1: Pay attention. Pay attention. This is the important part.
3: ...hold the baton. And I do believe that the ancestors, that the founders, and we are talking about the founding mothers and fathers of our country, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> um, I do believe that they didn't necessarily think that we would end the race hmm. yeah. but charged us with a responsibility to do as much and as best as we could while we carry the baton for our part of the race
4: and then
1: we hand the baton off to the next generation like a relay race it's pretty profound it's heavy stuff let's get this some emails here <laughs> Sen- uh, Senior Salt Bay of the South. Senor, sorry. After seeing the headlines about flop after flop from Hollywood while these actors still make their million dollar salaries every single time, is Hollywood actually a form of communism? I mean, after all, these movies are losing millions of dollars, yet no one seems to be hurting for income. Oh, they're hurting for income. There. Uh,. This is kind of how it works. Uh, We've talked about this before, but it's probably necessary to talk about it again. When we talk about things like ESG and DEI, we've brought this up, but here's how it works in the system. Remember, I call it the system. For you new listeners, the evil institutions that have now united against us, the government, the education system, media, FBI, education, all of it, they've all united into what I call the system. Well... You want to, if you want an easier, more profitable life, yet you'll be an evil piece of trash, you want to be part of the system. You want your system membership card. If you want a more difficult life, less profitable, cost yourself opportunities, cost yourself money, stand against the system. The system incentivizes staying part of it, remaining part of it, all right? So... One of the benefits of having a system membership card is you can only fall so far. And in general, you can't fall at all. They'll simply hand you back and forth the different parts of the system. Well, here's a great example. It's actually a story from today or yesterday. Remember Mark Milley, former chairman of the Joint Chiefs? He, of course, stepped down. He's no longer chairman of the Joint Chiefs. What's Mark Milley doing now? he's going to make a fortune teaching at Princeton and Georgetown. You know you want to know we've all made fun of Mark Milley for talking about white rage in front of Congress. We've all raged about Mark Milley telling the communist Chinese that he would warn them before Trump attack. We've raged that Mark Milley became a system-serving loser while being chairman of the Joint Chiefs, but the the thing was always, Mark Milley knew he had a system membership card, and he wanted to maintain that system membership card, and if he made sure that card was in good standing, he knew when his time as chairman of the Joint Chiefs was up, he would be well taken care of. You see this time and time again. Here's another example, right here. They didn't even do this on purpose. You know Biden's decision to pause national gas exports. He just made this decision recently. Recently, it's horrific. You know it'll destroy the economy, destroy our energy, whatnot. You know who was behind that decision? John Podesta, the famous political operative who was behind Hillary, and all he's been he's been knee deep involved in commie politics forever. John Podesta's brother is a lobbyist who's going to make a fortune because of, this system, because of this decision. That's exactly how it works in Hollywood. Yeah, the studios want to make money, and they don't want to lose money on movies, and, and yeah, the actors are always going to get paid. The talent, the talent always gets paid no matter what. But you can only fall so far when you are Hollywood And you run the party line at all times. When's the last time you sat down for a major blockbuster Hollywood movie and saw any kind of a message that was pro-America or even, you know, forget America, forget that. Pro-family. When's the last time you sat down and watched a Hollywood movie with a man and a woman raising their children and that was a central part of the story and treated as a good part of the story? Name me the last movie you saw like that. You can't. It was years ago, I guarantee it. Or it was a foreign film. You know, that, that we watched that, uh, uh, took Ob and the kids to that new uh, Godzilla Minus One movie. And it was just a great movie. Just good old-fashioned action movie. Godzilla's tearing things up. People are struggling, trying to fight back. What do they do? No garbage in it. No DEI crap. No political messaging. No rainbow flags. Why? It was made in Japan. This was a Japanese movie. They didn't do that. Hollywood understands. You take the party line. You can get by. Now, how does that, how does that work in non-Hollywood businesses? Well, uh, your bank. Why does your bank why does your bank have an ESG page? They do, I bet you they do. Why does your bank have an ESG page? Your bank has an ESG page because your bank deals with money. Money needs to flow. Sometimes your bank may need money to flow in to cover some shortfalls and whatnot, and your bank understands that if they've got their system membership card in good standing, then in general they will be taken care of. You need cash flow? Hey, you, you, what? Hey, this guy's paid his dues. This guy's paid his dues. Come on, they, hey, little this little community bank, they need some help out here. Your community bank doesn't tow the party line. Well. <clears throat> Too bad. Guess you're going out of business. That's how it works. All right. Bad Valentine's Day stories. Some more of them. 877-377-4373. Pretty rough story about training accidents and deaths in the military. George Soros, some emails. We have just so much to get to. It's unbelievable. I want to first tell you about chalk, though. We have to focus on caring for ourselves in natural ways now, more than we ever have before. No, we're never going to completely, hopefully, we'll never have to completely abandon the traditional medical institutions, but you know what I know. You've seen what I've seen over the past few years. It's it's time to find a better way. Testosterone levels in free fall is a disaster for this nation. But it's equally disastrous to go find a big pharma solution for that get a natural solution that's where chalk comes in a male vitality stack from chalk will have your t levels up 20 percent in 90 days you don't even need to wait forever 90 days and you will feel so much better there's a female vitality stack for the ladies Everything is massively discounted for subscriptions for the lifetime of the subscription until February is over, and then that's over. Go to chalk.com, ch c h o q. dot com promo code jesse. Chuck.com promo code jesse. We'll be back.
4: Jesse Kelly.
0: Back soon.
4: Well,
1: the weather's warming up and summer's just around the corner. Everyone has a favorite outdoor activity golf, bike riding, bird watching, long walks. Ask a hundred people, you get a hundred answers. But if everyday aches and pains are keeping you on the sidelines, I have one answer, Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a hundred percent drug free daily supplement that helps your body fight pain naturally. Developed by doctors, Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients. It doesn't just mask pain, it helps reduce or or even eliminate it. Wherever you're hurting, back, neck, joints, or muscles, in three weeks or less, you'll start to feel the difference all day, every day. So whatever you like to do, swimming, pickleball, hanging out in the garden, Relief Factor can help you feel good again and let you enjoy all your favorite outdoor activities all summer long. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF and save on your first order. That's 1-800, the number four, RELIEF. Fight pain naturally with Relief Factor. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. Do not forget to send in your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for tomorrow. Jesse at com. I owe somebody a thank you. I don't know who called in and gave me a heads up. I did not know this. I didn't realize it. But Chuck Mawinney died a couple days ago on the 12th. Now, if you don't know who Chuck Mawinney is, that's fine. Even his wife didn't truly understand who he was. Who was Chuck Mawinney? In Vietnam, Chuck Mawinney was a Marine Corps sniper. Chuck Mawinney, while he was in Vietnam, he got himself the record. The Marine Corps record for most confirmed kills, 103, if I remember right. And he had over 200 probable kills to go on top of his 103 confirmed kills. That's not only very cool. I think the second coolest part of that story is, okay, so you go to Vietnam. You're a Marine Corps sniper. And look, that was a very dangerous profession. And they were very, very necessary over there. And that's that's, that's something, right? You kill 103 people on behalf of your country. Look, let's be honest. He killed 300 plus on behalf of his country. You walk away a hero by any sense of the word. He retires. He gets married. He has kids. And if I remember right in his story, I think, I think it was 20 years before his wife and sons knew anything about what he did. He simply didn't tell anybody no it wasn't just like he kept a secret from his wife or something he just didn't talk about it he went up for war hero and he just went back and worked i think for the forest service or the park service or something like that what a freaking boss what a boss and anyway he passed away obviously more than worthy of taps rest in peace warrior Rest in peace, brother. All right. All right. You know what? Enough. Enough. Let's get to your Valentine's Day stories real quick. Johnny, Jersey, go. Have
4: the bar empty a magazine into Cupid's belly.
1: Yes, sir. Go on, brother.
4: So, so it's the 80s, and I'm a quasi-rock and roll star. I just got back from the West Coast where I made my second single called Pump and Pam. And I have a decent-sized Harriman one gets pregnant and plans on keeping it, which is fine by me. I, I love kids, but my father wouldn't let us live under his roof unless we were married. Kids are great, uh, especially when you give them a big box full of cash for Christmas and they smile so wide that the corners of their mouth tickles their earlobes. Long story short, I should have just been a baby daddy, but I got married for the first time on February fourteenth, nineteen 1987, the real St. Valentine's Day massacre.
1: That sucks! I'm sorry, Johnny. Best of luck next time. Larry, Oregon, go!
4: Hello, Jesse. Hey, I have one that lasts a lifetime. I was uh, getting a divorce in 1975, and the judge signed my divorce papers on Valentine's Day. I've been married to my current wife now for 47 years. Wonderful lady. But there's not a Valentine's that that doesn't either come up or just smack me in the brain, everyone.
1: I'm sorry, Larry. Well, at least you found a good one the second time around. If, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Marcus, Colorado, go.
0: Jesse, love that guy's Pure Talk phone. I'm on the same. As you know.
1: Yes, sir. Go ahead
0: my last valentine's day with my uh ex-wife um i had filet mignon prepared lobster prepared
4: Ooh. and
0: uh even baked a cake had a dozen yellow roses on the table instead of red just to be different so she comes home from work everything's set and ready to go and uh she says to me hey do you know what uh yellow roses signify and i said no i have no idea i just wanted to be different and she goes they uh signify friendship and that's the path we're about to take right now so, oh, <laughs> that's, oh. that's, that's, that's my punch in the gut story man
1: oh oh ouch I, <laughs> what do the white ones signify chris will you look that up i got ob white ones yesterday did i mess something up I hope she's not listening right now. Chris, figure that out. Tony, Florida, go. Hey,
4: what's up? I just, I've been married with my wife for uh, two years now. She's a night nurse. I'm uh, in law enforcement. For two years, she's been telling me she hates Valentine's Day, doesn't want anything. I wake up uh, day before Valentine's Day. She brings up, I don't want nothing. I go to work. My wife doesn't want nothing. I get home. She wakes up. She's crying because I didn't get her nothing. I'm like, well, what are you? What are you talking about? Like, all you got to do is say you want something. I, <laughs> I actually was going to get her a pennant with uh my my badge, like made for it. And she's like, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't. I don't like that. Day. It's a made up day. It's a made up holiday. And then Listen, I get home.
1: The truth, is – sorry Tony, but I gotta I gotta check out. Uh, the truth is, you never. Ever, ever believe them when they say they don't want to celebrate these holidays. That's exactly right, Chris. It's a trap. It's a trap every single time. Even if she doesn't know she's trapping you, she is trapping you and you will pay and you will pay for it now. All right. That's something obviously a lot more serious than than this stuff, which is, it's fun. We've had three dozen troops killed in one year in military aviation mishaps. My friend Christina Wong wrote a, a, it's a really sad article about it in Breitbart, if you want to go read. It's, it's got the details, but it's happening a lot. And you remember we, we've talked about standards and how we're lowering standards, and, and we've talked about the piloting standards and, the, and, and how things are going downhill in the military. Man, this is starting to happen way too often. Our guys are not getting enough flight time. They're not getting enough experience. When they do get flight time, oftentimes the equipment is in bad shape. The rot inside of our military that normal people don't see is really bad, and it friggin' sucks because it gets people killed a lot. This stuff is happening way too often, man, way too often. So uh, we'll stay on it, right? All we can do is stay on it. All we can do is keep raising the alarm, demanding better from our representatives. But we'll see how it goes. Speaking of the fallen, those people left families behind. They signed up to serve this country, those men and women, and now they're gone. And their families are still there. What do you do when dad doesn't come home? When mom doesn't come home? Tunnel to Towers helps. You and I, we might read an article about it or, or we'll play taps and, you know, I know you salute and, and, and it tugs at your heart, it tugs at mine. But then we move on to the next story and the next day and everything else, right? Well, th- those kids don't move on. The wife doesn't get to move on. Tunnel to Towers steps in once we've moved on, helping fallen first responder families, gold star families, helping them in tangible ways, building them their own special community in Florida. So they can live together and heal together and lean on each other. This is such a blessed mission. And go look up their charity rating. I've told you this before. Don't, I don't want you to take my word for it. Don't ever take my word for a charity. Go look them all up. The money goes where you want it to go. All they ask for is 11 bucks a month. $11 a month at Tunnel to Towers. T, the number 2T.org.
4: T2T.org. We'll be back. The Jesse Kelly show on air and online at jessekellyshow.com.
1: It is the Jesse Kelly show final segment of the Jesse Kelly show. All right, we'll do one more, one more Then I want to get to a couple other things here as we wrap things up. Well, Bob, Massachusetts go.
4: So the real name of the holiday is St. Valentine's day. So I didn't get a gift. And when she asked, I said, look, we're Jewish. We don't val- we don't celebrate holidays <laughs> named after saints. I can tell you that's not a winning argument. <laughs> what,
1: Bob, why don't you walk us through exactly what her response was when you informed her that for religious purposes, she was not going to be getting anything for Valentine's Day?
4: <laughs> it's a holiday for everybody, but guess not for you. Mm. And
2: that was it. Mm.
4: It was ugly. It was ugly. But, you know, it's, it's been a few years. She's getting over it.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob.
1: Chris, you need to try that with your wife. Hey, sweetie, we're Jewish. Sorry. Wait, What, Chris? What? <laughs> you like sleeping in your own bed? That's probably for the best. Did you hear this nutball Barbara Lee out of California? Okay, so there's, there's, a, there's something going on right now that actually does matter. And we've kind of ignored it because there's so much else going on, but California Democrats are currently having a primary. There's an open Senate seat in California. California is about to send another nutball senator to Washington, D.C. It does matter. It doesn't matter whether you're in California or not. California is majorly powerful. It is our most powerful state by a mile. The senators from California almost always get big committee assignments. They're, they're, they're very, very powerful people. So whoever emerges from this, well, it's the Democrat primary. It's not going to be a Republican. Whoever wins is going to be a problem for a long time. And the people running are all people you know and despise. Adam Schiff is running. Katie Porker is running. This nutball lady, Barbara Lee, is running. And in case you'd like to know, How the Democrat primary is going in California. Just take a listen to Barbara Lee. You're
2: calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs. Benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, uh, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, 104000 for a family of one. Barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about 20 $25? Fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs.
1: She knows she's a destroyer. Don't bother sitting there giving her economics lessons about how that would either eliminate virtually every small business. It would cause rampant youth unemployment like you've never seen because entry-level jobs just simply wouldn't be available. Businesses, no business, large or small, can afford to pay young unskilled workers $50 an hour. Don't even try to lecture her about the fact that the cost of everything in this already expensive area would skyrocket, and people who already can't get by would be in even worse shape. The truth is that Barbara Lee knows this. She's 8,000 years old. She used to run a business, but Barbara Lee is a destroyer. Barbara Lee is a communist. They're all communists running for, to be that senator in California. These people know they're destroyers. They don't care. They will burn it all to the ground for power. Really, really sad. But that's just a little clue as to how things are going out there in the California Democrat primary. Now, let me give you a clue about your dog's food. Your dog's food is not good. It's dead. I I should just say it's dead. There's a reason all dog food is brown. Your dog's food is brown, isn't it? Do you know why it's brown? Brown things are dead things. They take everything in your dog's food and they kill it on purpose in the factory. Did you know a dog in general won't even eat the dog food coming out of a factory until they spray it down with lard before they put it in the bag? Did you know that? That's how dead it is. It's just like it's a piece of styrofoam. It's nothing. Your dog dies before he should die because your dog never gets real nutrition. Start giving your dog rough greens. Pour rough greens on your dog's food and watch your dog come alive, and more specifically, stay alive. You'll see physical differences like you can't imagine in your dog, a healthier, better dog that goes to the vet less often. Free jumpstart trial bags at roughgreens.com slash jesse, or you can call them 833 my dog Did you hear this one out of CNN? Remember when, remember when I had that theory that Mitch McConnell – he purposely put together this crappy border deal, amnesty deal to give Democrats cover for an issue that was going to hurt them badly in an election year. Eh, this was interesting. I
2: heard from voters and several of them said to me that they don't uh, want to vote for the Republican because it's clearly impossible to get a solution on the issue of immigration. They said border uh, the border problem, the immigration issue, uh, the migrant issue in their district was the top issue for them and that the fact that republicans killed that bipartisan deal uh, put them over the edge to vote for tom Swazi.
1: that was the special election that tom swasey's that special election in new york we just lost the seat that used to be republican when we had george santos george santos who was convicted of no crimes and was removed from the house of representatives by the gop now a democrat sits there and a democrat sits there in part because mitch mcconnell put together an amnesty deal to give democrats cover in an election year pretty sobering right about as sobering as this little clip i played earlier of former cia director john mclaughlin bragging how the central intelligence agency bucked the will of the american people and took down donald trump
2: impeachment inquiry is underway sparked by a complaint from someone within the intelligence well, you know, community the, the it funny, feeds the president's uh, the, concern and often used term about a deep state being well, there to take him know, out you know thank god for the deep state
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> with all of the people who knew what was going
1: on here it took an intelligence officer. Yeah pretty sobering anyway remember before we go to headlines, tomorrow's ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions emailed into jesse at jessikellyshow.com.
3: And now
4: Here's a headline. By, go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to.
1: Tony Bobulinski says China tried to infiltrate and compromise the Biden family in the Obama White House. Now, I'm sure they were very unsuccessful at that. After all, it's not like the president allowed a Chinese spy plane to go from the Pacific to the Atlantic doing figure eights over our military bases. Turmoil inside the Biden administration. John Kirby expresses frustration over Corinne Jean-Pierre's role. Like I said... The communists are always at each other's throats and Corinne Diversity Hire is going to be in trouble shortly. They need a better propagandist than her. George George Soros Fund poised to take control of nation's second largest chain of radio stations. This is scary, and I quote, it's called Odyssey. It's number two behind iHeart. Yeah, what Odyssey? Anyway, that's probably not good. Also, we're out of time, but tomorrow we're going to have fun. You ready for some ass, Dr. Jesse fun? We'll do it tomorrow. That's all